Amen. As I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, Let's turn to 1 Corinthians. The chapter will be chapter 2 from verse 1. First Corinthians, the chapter is 2. The verse is verse 1. These are words of St. Paul. Brother Philip is just giving an apology. He won't be around. Amen. First Corinthians 2, from verse 1, it reads in this manner, if it is found, and I would invite you to read with me as well. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, but yet Paul was very wise. Hallelujah. But that was not the focus. Declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything, anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weaknesses and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing weights of men's wisdom. But in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Is it safe to say we are not looking for enticing weights? We are not looking for the excellency of speech. And we don't want to know anything except Jesus Christ. But it has to be backed up by the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Do we agree? Amen. Amen. I think we can just bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this evening. You made it possible for us to be here. We are here because of your grace, dear God. There are quite many things that we could be engaged in, but we thought it is very responsible to come to your prayer meeting. Dear God, we believe that prayer meeting is an oxygen for the church. It can never be taken for granted in any way, especially in the times where we find ourselves in. The world is falling apart. Churches are falling apart. Marriages are falling apart. Governments are falling apart. Individual lives are falling apart. The only thing that has got to stand in this hour, it is the kingdom of God. That is why we have decided to take sides with Jesus. Because we know, dear God, that there are no regrets whenever we take sides with Jesus. Dear God, we have read as people that can read, but we depend upon your inspiration that may you come and bring the illumination of the weight by the Spirit that the believers, when they go back home, they must be solidified. The Bible said there's great falling away that is coming, and we are right in the midst of it. But dear God, just like the tree that is planted by the river, make us to be rooted in Christ that we must not be affected by a demonic atmosphere in the end time because we've got to know who we are before we go into that rapture. It does not matter how much the world offers that is of glitter. We know one day he's going to be bent by fire. 
dear God, even if before the fire cometh, we can see young people dying prematurely. And dear God, how heartbreaking it is to see parents bearing children instead of children bearing parents. But it's because of the times that we find ourselves in. And it behooves us as people to approach you with sincerity. That is why every heart that knows how treacherous the times are, they are saying in their hearts, we need you, Jesus. We need you every hour. We need you every minute. We need you in every area in our lives. We want to commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. While you take your seats for a couple of minutes, amen. Just uh, a couple of minutes. I hope I've greeted you, all of you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for those that had traveled, we welcome all of you back, including our students as well. Amen. Now, just a few minutes, I just want to speak on the dynamics in the mechanics. Hallelujah. The dynamics in the mechanics. That's what I want to speak about this evening. And maybe just to explain what the mechanics are and what the dynamics are, maybe let me give an example that Brother Brenham gave in the message. It is the rising of the sun. In the message, there is the rising of the sun, and I will paraphrase the analogy that he gave. He said, the mechanics is like having a very beautiful Cadillac motor or a vehicle with beautiful seats, with polished wheels, with polished steering wheel. Everything glittering about that motor, that motor vehicle. But he says, that is the mechanics. It is not the dynamics. Are we together? He says, if you've got it in that manner, what use is it? Because it is not going to move you from point A to point B. But what moves you from point A to point B, he says, it is the dynamics. Hallelujah. It's like when, if we had parked a car outside and we begin to admire all sorts of cars that may be in the parking lot, and you happen to have such a beautiful car, glitter, well-polished, clean, elegant seats and so forth, but when it's time for us to go home, we all turn our ignition, but your beautiful motor uh, vehicle, when you turn it, there is no power. Hallelujah. Brother Branham says that's exactly the condition of churches in the end time. They have the glitter. They have the excellency of speech. They have excellent buildings. They have polished members, polished speakers. Hallelujah. Educated ministers. But he says, where is the power of God in the church? A lot of times there is no power of church in the, the power. The power is not in the church. Are we together? Now, why do we need the power of God? The church is not in the business we've got to build. We've got to find a comfortable place that we come, sit, and enjoy so that it becomes habitable for worship. But the buildings are not our main focus. Brother Brown said the church was not called to build. I know a certain pastor that had an ambition to build a hospital. And it somewhat, it was quite ironic for me because as a pastor, you should be emptying hospitals. You shouldn't be building hospitals. Because why? The Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Are we together? They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall get healed. So if we've got power, why do we want to build a hospital as a church? Amen. I hope we are together this evening. Now, those that were here on Sunday, they remember we spoke about a system 
restore. And we gave an analogy of how we need to reset and reboot the system so that we go back to the original format, especially if things are not functioning the way things are supposed to function. Brother Brenham says in this message, the Seven Church Age book, I will quote him. He says, when the church allowed herself to move away from the original, like Adam and Eve, death is set in. There is no strength in her. She has become a, monstr- a monstrosity. Monstrosity, it would say, it is just a, when you go into the dictionary, it refers to such a, an ugly structure. And Brother Branham says, in the end time, this is the messenger reporting on the condition of the church. He says, it has become monstrosity. Monstrosity, something that is just an ugly structure. The minute the church moved toward form and ceremony and toward priesthood by organizing the ministers into a group that decided to the leadership apart from the Holy Spirit and his weight, that very moment death entered and she started to get sick. And as she got sick, she changed to a powerless group of people whose only weapon was argument. Are you with me, people? Uh, and, and you are beginning to see, even in message cycles, that people are now beginning to think that the only weapon that they have is an argument. Argument, the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe, not those that argue. Are you still with me? And uh, while at it, I can adjure you, our message does not need to be defended. Our message will defend itself. Why? The, word of, the Bible says, the word of God will never return to him void. It shall accomplish what it was sent for. Are we together? This message will produce the results. Amen. Now we say, he continues, he says, she could produce nothing in the spirit for her hopes were built on program, not on faith in his weight. They sowed a program, so they reaped a program. They sowed a perversion, so they reaped a perverted children. They, are you still with me? Amen. Brother Brum says, whatever we sow is exactly what we are going to reap. And I'm here to report that if we sow the unadulterated weight of the living God, we will reap unadulterated members that believe in unadulterated weight of the living God. Keep the message organic, it will produce organic believers. Pervert the message, it will produce perverted believers. There is nothing wrong with the message. The message still has power as much as it had power when Brother Brenham was here. But the problem is the people that have received the message, they have tried to pervert the message, and the message is no longer functioning the way it's supposed to function. And I think there is a need in the end time to make a call for message believers to return back to the original weight. What original weight? The one that is not diluted. Exactly how it was given by Malachi 4. Where he said something, we say something. Where he said nothing, we say nothing. Are you still with me? That's why Paul says, I have not come with enticing ways. In the end time, there are enticing ways that are backed up by enticing spirits. Amen. And Brother Branham says, they will preach the truth, but it will be stretched a bit, which there will be an addition. And a stretched truth is as exactly as 100% pure life. Are you still with me? Now, Brother Brenham says, in this message, once more, paragraph 117, he says, there ought, there ought to be a holy power surrounding and in the church that will make demons flee. There's got to be power surrounding the church. There's got to be power in the church to make the demons 
flee. The danger part is when demons begin to be comfortable in an environment of worship. What makes the demons to be comfortable in an environment of worship? Let's remember Achan. He stole a Babylon garment. And as long as he stole it and it was in the midst and did not repent, people that were not meant to die were dying. And Brother Bram says, do you know that your life, how you live, has got an impact on the church? He says it can prevent somebody from getting healed and at the day of judgment, you'll be accountable for it. Are you still together, people? We've got, we are beginning to see an abundance of people that live in message cycles with unconfessed sins. Oh, brother, they get blessed. Oh, brother, they preach. Oh, brother, they sing in the spirit. But that is not the evidence. Are you still here, people? And I think that is why I'm making a clarion call. We need to return back to the message. And when we return back to the message, the Holy Spirit will operate in the church. That means if somebody is not right, they will repent. Are you still with me? And what I attribute to the mess that we find ourselves in, not the message, the message will never be in a mess. But what I attribute to the mess that people find themselves into the message, it is the imbalance of the operation of the fivefold ministry. The teacher thought because he could put and articulate the scriptures, he shut down the evangelist. And say, evangelist, you are uncivilized. Your ways are provocative. You're offending the people. You need to keep your mouth shut. Are you still with me? And eventually, somewhere in the corner, he's got bitterness. I preached to 50 people. They've repented and are in church. And I'm making another man's church to be full because an evangelist operates under a pastor. And not long, he that was not supposed to be a pastor, because of, the, because of bitterness, he says, no, I as well can pastor a church. I was telling a Pentecostal minister, I say, if you dare pastor a church as an evangelist, you will, you will make a thousand to repent. But within six months, we will find you with nothing. Hallelujah. Because this, this is like a bait on you. Find somebody, you hand him to the pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Bram said, preaching condemns a sinner, but teaching places him positionally. Yeah. Are you still with me? Amen. Brother Bram said, there ought to be a holy power surrounding and in the church that will make demons flee. Instead of that, it's become a laughing stock. What is it? The mechanics instead of the dynamics. Hallelujah. And I believe it, it, it's quite uh, very ironic that in the early stages in the message, one brother would have a one book. There was lack of spoken words. One brother will have a book and they will, he will read the book and borrow another brother. One book will circulate in the church. How many remember that time? Yes. Hallelujah. Lack of books. But yet, more power in the church. More holiness in the church. Yes. Today, what used to fill up this room in terms of tapes, you can have a memory stick in your pocket. Any quotation of Brother Brenham, you can access it anytime, anywhere. But what are we producing? Wish you were Christians. Where, where is the problem, folks? This, and, and we've got to check what was promised for this hour. And if what was promised for this hour does not take place, it does not mean God is a liar. It means that there is a problem with ourselves. And we need to do an introspection when where it is necessary, we've got to repent and return back to God. Then you will see the power of God spreading into the building. I think I was talking to my wife the other time and she was saying, she's wondering why we, we've got kids, but why it looks like they don't make a move to, to repent, to be baptized. 
at their age, we were baptized. Two years down the line, we were preaching. Why is it that our young ones take longer to be baptized? They stay in houses where the message believe, parents are message believers. They come to a message church. They know message quotations. Why our children, the rate at which they repent, it is slower. Brother Branham said the ideal time to catch them is right during the age of 18 and 21. He says once they go beyond 21, it is difficult to convert them. Am I talking something that you are aware of, folks? Where is the problem? Where is the challenge? Are you still with me? And maybe we may hit our children so hard that you find that the problem is not them. They observe how sluggish parents are towards the message of the hour. You know that parents can throw statements that make children to be jittery about the message. If, 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 if a parent says, you know, in the message, in the message we are, we are, can I put it, we are, in the message, if a parent says, message people are inflexible, telling the child, what must the child think? That innocent statement damages your child. Are you still with me? Are you here, people? I hope you are here. Amen. Brother Branham says what? We have become a laughing stock because the mechanics instead of the dynamics. Brother Branham comes in the very same message, in the message once more. He says, God hates a powerless religion. Hallelujah. If God hates a powerless religion, you've got to hate a powerless religion. And what is a powerless religion? A religion that has got no power of transformation. A religion that does not push you to grow spiritually. You become a baby this year, 10 years down the line, you are still a baby. That's a powerless religion. God hates a powerless religion. And the bride must hate a powerless religion. What does it mean, folks? This is a season, Brother Branham say, the church has got to be taken into a sphere where the sick will get healed by the weight. Where the blind will see by the weight. Where the deaf will hear by the weight. Where the sinner will repent by the weight. What is happening today? We are versed more on church politics. We've got personalities. We've got camps. We've aligned ourselves with personalities. This believer defend that personality. And that believer defend their own personality. What is happening? Then we end up with the form of worship but deny the power thereof. Are you still with me? Yes. Brother Brum continues, he says, and any religion today that hasn't got Christ in it, it's powerless. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Any sermon that does not have Christ in it is powerless. Any song that does not have Christ in it is powerless. But remember, not every Jesus is Jesus. Not every gospel is gospel. Not every spirit is a spirit. We spoke on Sunday that there shall be another Jesus. There shall be another spirit. There shall be another gospel. And you as believers must reject that and embrace the original gospel, the original spirit. Hallelujah. The original Christ. But any religion that Christ in, in Christ in is under his own blood. It's got power in it. Are you still with me? God hates a powerless religion. It's got to have power in it. It's got to have sincerity. 
Sincerity brings power. That's what my prophet saying that. And I can just, on the flip side, I can say, lack of sincerity brings lack of power. Are you with me? Sincerity brings real worship, not a form. But genuine power worship to know that you have passed from death unto life. Are you still with me? And my question today would be, are we sincere? Not sincere on Sunday, not sincere on Wednesday, but sincere every minute, wherever we are. Are we sincere? Amen. And I've got a question. And I'll ask it until we go into the rapture that can make you uncomfortable. Are we having prayer meetings in our houses? Do priests in our houses, have they taken their rightful position every night praying for the families? Our children, do they see us pray every night? Read the Bible every night? What activities, what are the routines in our houses? Do tapes still play in houses where families gather around a gadget and listen to a tape? Do families still gather around the table and share about what the prophet messenger said? Do ministers still pray for the congregation, spend time on their knees praying for them? Those are questions that we need to put or advance to the fore. I sense that I'm making you uncomfortable, but I've got to make you uncomfortable so that you grow. I've got to challenge your status quo so that you realize that there is a better place, a higher place that I need to climb onto. Are you still with me? In the message, Brother Brenham says, in this message, or maybe before I get to that, let's read a scripture here and hear Jesus, how he answered John the Baptist. Just bring Luke chapter 7, verse 17. Luke 7, verse 17. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region run about. And the disciples of John showed him of all these things. And John calling unto him two of his disciples sent them to Jesus saying, Are thou he that should come? Or look, look we for another. When the men were come unto him, they said, John the Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? Remember, a lot of people are asking a question that, why would John ask Jesus if he is the one, who meanwhile he is the very one that baptized Jesus? But during this time, it was the time when John the Baptist was thrown into the prison. And Brother Branham tells us that during that time, every person called themselves the Messiah. He says there was a lot of impersonation. And when John heard the report while he was in prison, he sent two of the disciples to go and inquire from Jesus whether he is the one or there is another one. Are we together? Verse 21. And in that same hour, he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of, on, of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard. Are you still with me? 
Uh, Jesus, when they asked him, are you the one? He did not take the scroll of Jeremiah and say, let us go and check this quotation. Let us check that quotation. He showed them the results or the fulfillment of the prophecy and said, go and tell him what you have heard and what you have seen. And I think in the end time, there is a need in the message that if people ask, are we the bride of Jesus Christ? Let's not throw quotations at them. Let us show them the life. The life of Christ in the church will prove that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't debate with the denomination. Show them the life. Show them the result. And they will surely see that something is different. He says, go your way. And tell John what things he has seen and heard. And how that the blind see. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. Hallelujah. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in him. Are you still with me? He did not say we are the the great church. He did not say we are the only ministry. He said go and tell him what was prophesied has now been fulfilled. Go and show him that Jesus Christ is identified by his characteristics throughout all ages. And how does he identify himself in the end time? He must identify himself in exactly the same way. The church has got to come to a point where they know they hold a remedy for every ill that is upon the face of the earth. We cannot fold our arms and be like victims. We need to step to the fore and say we were born for such a time as this. Hallelujah. If the people are needed to challenge Satan at this hour, you are the very people. If the people are now needed to prove to every person that one can live a holy life, you are the very people. Are you here, church? If, they, if tonight, if somebody is sick and the doctors have given up on them, there is a church of Jesus Christ that has got a remedy that can pray for that individual and that individual can be healed. Do you believe that? Yeah. All things are possible to them that believe. Folks, this is not the time to take a quotation and beat a brother. This is a time to make a quotation, to be a living quotation, and say, what was spoken, here it is, it is living in me. Are you still with me? Now, Brother Bram gives an example of a certain man. This man, his car had failed on him, and a mechanic was busy helping him. And the mechanic was busy struggling and plucking these cables and plucking it there. It just could not respond. And says, while they were there, you know how mechanics will always be in their overalls with some, a bit of grace. Are we together? To show that he's a mechanic. While he's busy with the car, Brother Ram says, then came a man that was well-dressed in a suit. And when this man came, he looked at this man and said, actually, take that cable and plug it there, connect it with this one, and plug it there. Brother Ram says, that mechanic had a sense to listen. And he says he did exactly how the man was. And imagine if you're a mechanic, you're wearing your overalls, a guy comes wearing a very light suit, you wonder, what is he going to tell me? But he says he had a sense to listen. He says when he plucked it and the car responded, he turned around and asked the man who he was. He says, I am the chief engineer. He was the one that designed the car. And in the end time, we need the chief engineer back into the church to tell the church, to tell the church and plug from there, plug from there, connect that and connect that. Then you will see the dynamics will return back into the church. Are you still with me? Now, in the message, there is a man that can turn on the line, paragraph 258. 
Brother Bram says, and today, or I've just quoted this one. Brother Bram says in this message, trying to do God a service without it being his will, paragraph 125. He says, now, if there is anybody who's got the mechanics for a revival, is our noble brother Billy Graham. If anybody that has got the mechanics for a revival is our noble brother Billy Graham. But the mechanics is all right. But the mechanics won't move it. It takes the dynamics to move it. You can build an automobile. You remember, Brother Brenham, when the Brother Brenham says the, the hardest people to convert to Christianity are the Muslims. And they had to corner to Brother Billy Graham the other time and said, Brother Billy, uh, here's a blind man. You need to pray for the blind man so that he can see. Brother Bram mentions it in the, in the spoken word. He says, uh, Brother Billy Graham disappeared on those people. And he says he should have not run away. He should have called either myself or Tommy Osborne. We would have gone there to help. Do you, do you see? Now, Brahman says, Billy Graham has got the mechanics, but he does not have the dynamics. Are you still with me? So, in the church, the reason we believe in the fivefold ministry, we believe that if an, a certain office does something, there's got to be another office to complement it. When there is competition in the fivefold ministry, it makes the church to suffer. It robs the church of its blessings. And what has robbed the church of its blessings, it is that competition in the end time. Are we together? I hope we are still together. Now, Brother Brenham says, in the message, it is the rising of the sun. Paragraph 143. He says, and we see not a denomination not a PhD, not an LLD, not a good neighbor, but a son of God molded in the image of God with the dynamic power of God to answer the request of this day, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There are no hand going to hold you. He hunts for his mama. He is an eagle to begin with. He recognizes, this real eagle recognizes the call of God's weight. Why? He is an eagle, an eagle to an eagle. The weight before the foundation, the weight to the weight, the weight predestinated to the weight written for this hour. You realize your position, he hunts for it. Are we together? Now, coming to the scripture Peter and John, we are told that there was a man by the gate called Beautiful. And this man used to ask for donations from the people that were coming to the temple. He had been there for a number of years. But one day, Peter and John, when they came there and they found that man that was crippled there by the gate, Beautiful, listen how they approached him. They did not ask him and say, do you know this, what Moses said in this quotation? They, they looked at him and they said, silver and gold, we have none. But such as we have, we give it to you. This is a season that you can never give out something that you do not have. If the church has got no power, the church will never give out power. Are you still here with me? They say, silver and gold, we have none. But such as we have, we give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. And the, the Bible says, the man leaped with joy. And when he leaped with joy, it caused such a commotion during that time. Because now they wondered what was happening there. Brother, it was not a stage miracle. They did not bring the men pulling there to a stage. All of them, even the relatives and the people, they knew that that man was crippled. But I'm glad that they were, they were God's agents that had the power to change that man's situation. The people, the world is dying in sin. 
They are not waiting for people that know a bunch of quotations. But they are waiting for the people that can say, Silver and gold, we have none. But such as we have, we give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of your condition. Then you will begin to see. Wherever you go, people will begin to wonder. This message, there is something about it. But where is the problem? We've got a church order. We've got deacons in place. We've got trustees in place. We've got the pastor in place. We've got the spoken way. We've got the order of worship. We know when to meet, how to meet. Are you still with me? But we bring the sick to church. They go back sick. Until fellow believers are, are the ones selling herbs. A man is sick, a believer says, you know, I've got this herbal life. It can sort you out. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, the gospel has not called us to be the sales agents of herbal life or golden products or long reach. No! It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out demons. Don't sell a man a product. Cast out that demon. Did you see where way is going? How the devil is... I'm not saying it's wrong. But let it not be your focus. I will never sell golden products. No. I will pray for a person. Hallelujah. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Are we together? Believers during this time, one is stressed. is talking to a believer. A believer says, I know psychologists so and so will be able to sort you out. What happened to that statement that Christ can give you a peace that surpasses all understanding? Do do you see how the devil is coming up with, with, with his own program in order to make the program of God to be of none effect? But the church must have a protest in them and say we reject that. We've got a remedy and our remedy is permanent. You use this product, it gives you a problem. But once God heals you, you are completely healed. God does not do half-done jobs. Are you still with me, people? Amen. And I think Brother Branham says, this is a season that the church of God must step to the fore and go toe by toe with Satan. Brother Brenham, our prophet was not afraid of any demon. Even when that maniac came into the building that had killed a man a few weeks ago, and he came there, he says the ministers were scattering on the platform, and everybody was afraid, and the police were trying to hold that man. Look at the man that knew who he was scripturally. He did not run away. He stood there and told the police force and said, leave that man alone. And he said the man was coming there frothing. And he says, you, you are like a snake in the grass. I'm going to destroy you. Brother Brown said, right there. Then a couple love in him was activated. And when divine love is projected, sovereign grace takes over. Brother Brenham, he says, today, you have challenged the servant of God before these people, but now you will come and bow down before me. And he said, the man as he was coming, Brother Brenham was not afraid. He did not give quotation. He stood there knowing who he was until the man came down to bow down. And I'm saying the God of William Brenham is not dead. The God of William Brenham is still alive. He can bring every spirit under subjection. Have faith in God. But what's the problem? Even when I'm preaching like this, people are trusting their program. So it's just Sunday, Wednesday service. Brother, right now, you don't need a psychologist. Hallelujah. You don't need a specialist. There is a great physician in the building that can touch you and make you whole. 
But you know where is the problem? People are not disparate anymore. I bet people just come and say, it's Wednesday, let's go to church for deacons phone us. Oh, we are done. We're in church. We are sorted. Go back. Did you have results? Oh, we are back on Sunday. Oh, fine. We sing. Someone comes. We go home. Did you have results? And you're caught up in this wheel pull until you even backslide without leaving church. Yes, who said uh, when you backslide, you leave church? You can backslide while we are preaching you until you are the blue in the face. What is to backslide? You begin to to not to believe. Sermons have got no effect on you anymore. You don't see results in any way. Are you here? Let me put it this way. I've seen, there's a humming sound here, brothers. I've seen, even if you can switch the speakers, fun, fun. I've seen a lot of people, what they do, uh, maybe we live during a time of pyramid scheme. The quickest way to capture people's attention through pyramid scheme, I see these days, you just put a Lamborghini and stand next to it and take a picture of it and say, this is where I am. Now, people see Lamborghini and they come and say, yeah, we as well want to join. Why? We live during a time there you cannot convince people by speech. People want to see tangible results. Are you still with me? And if a product has never worked for you, it is difficult to sell it. Are you with me, people? If the gospel... Hear me out. If somebody was sick on the vet and we pray for him and he gets healed, that person, wherever they go, they will testify about the glory of God. They don't care where they are. It could be right during the boardroom meeting and they will be right there when the boss is there. They will turn around and say, glory to God. Are you with me? Because the product has worked for them. The reason the church is mute in the end time, they have never used the gospel for the gospel to work for them. And folks, our children, we are not going to convince them with quotations. We, when we came, we could sit there, you read this scripture and say baptism and say in the name of Jesus Christ and play and use quotation and say, you see in the book of Acts, here Jesus says the name is not the time. They are not interested in that. They want to see the gospel alive. They've got a friend who's on drugs. They've got a mommy who's divorced. They want you to say, my son, do you see what this gospel does in church? Among the church people, how it's working. Then your son can go back to school and say, I don't know what you're talking about. But in my environment, I've got something that is working. It's not a psychologist. It's not a program. It is the word of God. We are looking for people that can leave the weight. Not talk about the weight. Time of professing is over. This is a season for possessing. Are you with me, people? And you can do it. How do you do it? All things are possible to them that believe. How many believe that the angel that was with Brother Brenham is still around, baking up the ministry, wherever the word of God is being preached in an adulterated way, that angel is there. The same angel that healed cancers is still available to heal cancers. Hallelujah. The same angel that declared people that had diabetes that it's over is the same angel that can still do it here. Are you still here? 
Has anybody God ever done something miraculous for them in the building? That surpasses your understanding until you had to admit this is none other than God himself. And I'm here to tell you that was just the beginning. There's still great things that this God can do. The church, Brother Bram, say it is the agency of God's power. What does it mean? If we're in Whitbank, this area, it's a Nyaupe infested area. Every household, almost half, if not 70% in Whitbank, they've got a, a member of a family that has got a drug addict of some sort. The God that delivered Brother Chetty is still available. Yes. Can he do it for the young people that are around here? Yes. But who's going to take that God to those young people? Yourself. Are you, are you with me? This gospel has never lost its power. It is time that we let go and begin to desist from breaking about personalities, about camps, about buildings, about programs, and bring Jesus Christ and make him a central point of our faith. Then you will begin to see results. The first church, what it, how it disturbed the program of the day and the way it went around, wherever they went, if there was a funeral, they stopped it. If there was a sick person, they prayed for the person God healed. They had discernment. You remember the young girl that came and was following Paul and the other disciples and she kept on saying, the servant of the most high God. The problem today, if that demon can come and praise preachers, they will want to say, we want that demon in our church. But Paul was able to know that although the demon is praising me, but this is not the spirit of God. He cast away that demon. The church in the end time must have spiritual discernment. The problem, some demons are comfortable in message churches. We coexist with them. But I think it's time, as brother Philip preached the other time, to look for that last coin that we had lost and restore it. And the church must have that power and know that we've got an answer. When you speak to people, you can speak with the absolute terms and say, Sister, this is nothing. Come along. We shall pray for you. God is going to sort it out. But you cannot testify about God if he has never done anything in your life. It must begin with you. Hallelujah. And it's time that the dynamics must come back into the church. But for the dynamics to return back into the church, there must be a time of consecration where we check within our environment things that are not supposed to be there must be taken out. There must be a spiritual cleansing that is going on and people surrendering back to God. You will see a move that you have never seen before. And Brother Bram said, this church can rewrite the book of Acts. But what is stopping it? The readiness of the church. God bless you, Rich. Let's stand. Amen. As we stand to our feet.
pray dear precious heavenly father lord god father lord we are grateful tonight oh god father that oh god we could gather around your table oh god father god and partake of this bread oh god father heavenly father god you came oh god and oh lord father so many times oh god we we look at situations oh god father and we ask ourselves but lord why oh lord forgetting oh god father that father god because we missed our position oh god mm. father god we removed father god the dynamics out of the mechanics oh god mm. father god and tonight oh god in a simple way oh god you came and you highlighted us oh god to us oh lord father how oh god father we we oh lord so so often oh god father father god lose father god the battle because oh god father that dynamics oh god father god we must place oh god father and tonight oh god we say thank you oh god father father god for your faithfulness oh god father father god because oh lord you loved us oh god father god you came oh god and you reminded us oh god father that it's not too late oh god father that we still have hope oh god yes. father god because oh lord you are the same oh god father god that jesus has not changed oh god and oh lord we say thank you tonight oh god heavenly father god we pray now oh lord heavenly father as we go home oh god father god may we go oh lord Father God, and when we look in the mirror, oh God, Father, Father God, may we do introspection, oh God, yes. and find, oh God, Father, where we remove that dynamics, mm. oh God, Father, 
and let us see, O oh God, Father, the mechanics and the dynamics, O oh God, come together and work, Father God, in our lives, O oh God, so that, O oh God, we will be the light, O oh God, in this community of us, yes. ours, O oh God. Let us be, O oh God, the, the lighthouse that you want us to that be, O oh God, Father, because, O oh God, we are your billboards, O oh God, yes. Father God, and we will carry that banner on high, O oh God. But, O oh God, we need to go back home, O oh God, and just reflect, O oh God, and see you at work, O oh God. Father God, and come, O oh Lord, Father, come into our lives, O oh God. Father, for we love you tonight, O oh God, and we say thank you, Lord. We pray now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. song till we see you on Sunday, 9 o'clock. God bless you richly. Have a blessed week of what remains of it. Amen. Amen.